0: Welcome to the FireEye Eye on Security podcast. My name is Christopher Porter. I'm the Chief Intelligence Strategist here at FireEye. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about FireEye's new Expertise on Demand product, which is a prepaid annual subscription. It gives you access to FireEye's industry-recognized security expertise and threat intelligence. So we've been pretty excited about this on the FireEye Intelligence side, getting ready to provide what is a a very different consumption model than what many of uh, the listeners are probably used to. Instead of a subscription to a series of finished intelligence reports, this is an opportunity to tap directly into intelligence and security response experts here at FireEye through a series of microservices. So you can reach out directly with specific questions for your organization and talk to one of our experts about just the exact topic you want. You know, that's always a lot of fun for us on the intelligence side, being able to answer questions that we know are having a real impact for a particular organization. With me today, Gareth McLaughlin. He's the Vice President of Strategy and Product Management here at FireEye. Welcome, Gareth. Good morning, Chris. Great to talk to you. Well, thanks for coming on. So I know what we're doing on the intelligence side to get ready for this. What I don't know is what expertise on demand looks like for uh, the customer on, 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 on the consumer side. What is this entire product line about? How does this work? I guess just to start off, what prompted
1: FireEye to develop expertise on demand? So I think the genesis of all of this was um, kind of a stat that often gets bandied around. We're all familiar with that. There's, depending upon who you read, um, somewhere between one and a half and three and a half million unfilled cybersecurity positions globally today, and, and go through to 2021. Uh, and that's a huge number. In fact, I kind of wasn't quite sure what that number meant until I went out and realized that if you took all of the computer science graduates that we turn out of our schools in the US, EU, and India every year, that's 400,000. So our the gap is actually getting bigger than we could ever hope to fill by throwing bodies at it. So I kind of recognized that that was going to be a huge problem for our customers. And FireEye needed to come up with a just a different way of trying to address the problem. Yeah, that makes
0: a lot of sense. I mean, even just, you know, obviously you're talking about a broad cybersecurity issue, even just on the intelligence side. I mean, very well-funded organizations that I work with, the big banks, the big energy companies that invest heavily in security, even they have a hard time filling all their billets, right? They've got more resources committed to this than they, than they can find qualified people to work for them. Um, I, I guess the the traditional way of uh, addressing that though would be with contractors, right? Hiring a contractor or a cybersecurity advisory service. Um, from the point of view of you know a CISO who's looking to, to who has those resources, who has a good problem, right? They've got the resources, but they can't find the people. Um, how is tapping FireEye expertise on demand different from that traditional solution of just hiring a contractor?
1: Yeah, I think there's a there's a couple of differences. Um... And as you say, if you're a well funded organization if you're um you know uh, in the global two thousand um you're probably in the best place to be able to get the limited um kind of number of resources that are out there. but when I talk to many of our our cso customers um they're all not all in the same position you know first of all, they may struggle to actually get enough budget approved by their by their exec team to you know, build out the bench that they want. May get one person extra. They may not even be able to afford a, an additional head as a whole. And in either case, whether or not they have the budget, then you end up in that situation of, well, what's the next person? What skill set do I need? You know, if you're sitting there facing the sorts of target attackers that we see um, day in day out within within FireEye, you start thinking, well. Is it a malware reversing expert I need? Is it an intel analyst I need next? Is it someone who can sit tier three in the SOC or help me out on instant response? It's kind of tough to make that decision if you've got a limited number of of extra um, kind of people to bring in. Kind of the challenge for a customer is which you know, who do I hire for? Even if I can figure that out for myself, many people you know your organization may be sitting in some town, some location where it's actually difficult to hire people in they may not be in, in the local environment they may, may not be willing to move to where you've got your sock so everyone's sitting there desperately trying to figure out how to how to solve for this um, the approach that we wanted to take with expertise on demand was really say hey don't put yourself in that that problem let's make sure that for that same spend whether it's you know instead of the next hire or if you can't even afford one extra person how could we give you access to whatever expertise you need when you need it, pulling from the entire range of capabilities, experts that we have sitting within FireEye? I mean, you know as well as I do, Chris, just how, what talent we have um, sitting within FireEye. You know, everyone from the leading intel analysts through the best instant responders through to you know, an incredibly dedicated and talented uh, kind of malware reversing team.
0: Yeah, I completely, agree. I completely agree. I have to show up every day thinking, you know, I've got to work really hard today just to keep up with my colleagues. Uh, and, and everybody seems to have a different kind of expertise, right? Some are more technical, some, some, at least on the Intel side, some are more geopolitical, you know, incident responders, um, often specialize in different, some, some specialize in industry verticals, some specialize in particular adversaries, right? Um, and I, I've heard you talk a lot about, so it sounds like there's a benefit to, the flexibility that that you can get. But I I wonder if there's not also a benefit of surge capacity, right? Because some organizations are going to be well-staffed for 99% of the days they face. But then, you know, one day they get breached by a world-class adversary. And and even though they have a lot of in-house expertise, um, they still benefit from being able to reach out to uh, an expert we have at FireEye who follows just that adversary full-time, you know, year-round i'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about the benefits of expertise on demand not just for the organizations that are having um, a problem staffing up but even for those that are well staffed and well funded uh what they can get out of well, expertise on demand. well i think you've
1: kind of already summarized it for me it's very much the case of you know um your accident emergency team, your um, emergency room staff will be able to cope with the majority of problems they're seeing on a day-to-day basis. They're still highly qualified medical experts, but there's always you know, a, a need every now and then to bring in that expert neurosurgeon for a particular procedure. It's exactly the same in the cybersecurity space. If you are facing a particular attack, If you kind of identify, but you think that it's a a particular group that might be behind it, or you need a particular set of extra skills, it really doesn't matter how how many people you have, how big your security operations team is, the fact you may already be running 24 by 7 across multiple sites, being able to go in and pull people who've seen that attacker before, who've responded to that particular or investigated that particular set of TTPs, that's invaluable, even to our, our largest enterprises. When I went out and, and spent time before we launched this kind of talking to our customers about the problems that they, they faced and, and how we would help, there was also one other bit that came up which, um, which kind of really struck me as a benefit to organizations um, through take something like expertise on demand. I still remember you know, one of the, uh, the CISOs that I was talking to said, hey, the good thing about this is I am no longer personally at risk. And I went, What do you mean by that? They said, you know, if I sit here and go to my management team, if I go to my board and say, I need another five people in order to build out the capabilities in house to, you know, protect this company, deal with the, the business risk that's out there, the worst bit for me is if they actually give me budget to do that. Because then if something happens and I haven't been able to hire all five people, or I've made the wrong hires, or I've just lost two people and I haven't been able to retain them. It's my neck that's on the line. I'm the one who's suddenly responsible there. Being able to use some of that budget to be able to pull across an entire bench of of resources at any time in any place, that helps me make sure that I'm doing the best for for the business and makes me look good as a hero. So yeah, you know, I, I think this works out well for most organizations, regardless of size, as to how they help demonstrate that they can kind of reduce business risk. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, You know, w- one of
0: the things I was just, um, for, our, for our, our previous episode at Ion Security, we were talking about, uh, in part, about machine learning. And one of the advantages we have at FireEye is that, you know, besides developing, um, have, having great developers who are doing original research on um, algorithms, we also have a lot of great training data to run against uh, those machine learning algorithms, expertise we've gained from the front lines. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how expertise on demand not only taps People, but sort of our broader expertise and data sets. What do we pull in that um, or other organizations can't? That makes us, you know, a little bit more unique on the
1: data side. Yeah, that's that's a good question. And one of the you know key bits for us was this expertise on demand wasn't just about getting access to an individual smart analyst. A lot of the research, the machine learning, the data sets that be knowledge that we extract from everything we see across all of the organizations um, that we look after all of the managed service you know some of that goes into the product but a lot of that is still really a set of capabilities that made available to our analysts to help them you know what I mean by that is there's lots of data sets that maybe we can't share easily um, externally and just make you know provide customers direct access to them there may be information or um, detection techniques that are Useful, but are not still have some false positives within it. So you still need an analyst to kind of interpret the results, to pull the data and the intel from, from the context from other places, and synthesise it themselves to be able to pass that on. So as part of expertise on demand, you know, yes, you may be getting access to an intel analyst or a, a, an investigator, but the fact that they're backed by all of the tools and all of the knowledge that we have within FireEye, uh, and to your point, all of the kind of machine learning and AI. Um, capabilities that we're building to support those analysts means that we're able to help answer a question that much faster, that much more effectively, and that much more um, concisely than a an organisation may be able to do for themselves. Now, you know, if I think about where you know how that should play out for a customer, what one of the bits that we really wanted to aim for um, with this was, you know, it wasn't just about giving them access. To our experts, it was about how they could get access to that and how they could um, enrich their own team. So, to your point, it, it's partly about backstopping the team that they already have. We, you know, we we challenged ourselves and said we'll get this right. If it feels like to um, our customers that we're just sitting in the virtual cube next door, they're just able to interact and use our team as an extension of their own team. Yeah, that's a yeah, That's been my experience as as
0: well as that some of the most mature organizations. They're the ones who are able to, for example, use some of um, the tools that we make available to them, right? They've got their own data sets and they can get some extra value out of, you know, when we do it on the Intel side, it's sort of collaborative analysis, right? They bring in some stuff that they're seeing on their network. We, you know, they have access to some of the same tools that we do and they can, uh, we can sort of work on those issues collaboratively. I'm I'm curious on that note, you know, we've talked a lot about customers, but what about partners? How will this affect our
1: partners in different ways? (laughs) That's a great question. When I started to get involved with our services portfolio in FireEye, one of the challenges I had was FireEye was seen as competitive by many of our partners. We have lots of uh, partners out there who are selling, using our products, deliver services. But the fact that we had a consulting organization, the fact we had a managed service, meant that we were often perceived as competitive. One of the key bits for me, and one of the reasons for um, approaching expertise on demand in a way to to make it easy to access our portfolio, was not just doing it for our customers, but actually finding a way to make our services teams available to support our partners. Most of our partners, you know, and particularly maybe some of our our, our MSSPs who may work in a particular state or a particular country. They will also struggle with the same cyber skills gap it's difficult for them to build out a full portfolio of services and keep them occupied have enough business to keep them there and have a business enough business keep growing them day in day out so what surprised me actually is just how excited our partners are about expertise on demand they see it as a way to actually support and backstop their team their services Fill out the portfolio that they're offering to their customers, and you know, almost get some extra reassurance um, and credibility by the fact that they can say that they're backed by FireEye uh, services teams. Over time, I think this is going to be probably the largest yeah. kind of demand for for expertise and demand is just supporting our partners' uh, offerings out there.
0: Okay, Gareth. So, why is this such an innovative idea
1: for our oh, interest? I think the. There's a number of components which are which are innovative. First of all, you know we're in a, a stage within our industry where there's a focus actually on trying to make things you know, take the human out of the loop, trying to make things more automated, trying to use AI and machine learning. That's great, that gives some benefits. But to your point, actually, some cases, you still want to talk to an analyst. You still need that expert to have actually reviewed, inferred, and And come up with a perspective on the information that's there, often because it's ambiguous. And so part of this was making sure that once we delivered capabilities to the customer, they could actually talk to our team. They could reach out and communicate with an expert as part of it. The second bit that I think is unique is we wanted to make sure that that could be delivered through our products so that you could actually reach that expert. you know, whilst you were doing your job right at the point of need. So you know, I, I'm delighted that we actually have that built into, for example, our platform, uh, Helix, which means that customers who are using it for case management and investigations can actually interact with an expert right there and then and have us help them uh, kind of pursue a particular investigation. It's you know, It also, I think, because it, it, it removes the concern around skills, recruitment, having the right size team, having the right size or the right set of capabilities, we take that out of uh, as one of the attributes of business risk. So then organizations can actually focus on the things that they can control and don't have to worry about the fact that they are you know, potentially always under-resourced, struggling to um, re- recruit and retain staff, and in many cases, having to make their um, existing team work that much harder with the kind of consequence that they may actually miss things. Enthused by what we've achieved with expertise on demand, even during this kind of early beta phase that we have, the feedback, the demand, the interest from both our customers and our partners has been immense. So, yeah, I think this is going to be the way in which service, cybersecurity services and expertise are delivered to all our customers across the industry.
0: Well, thank you for joining me today, Gareth. Uh, This has been the FireEye Ion Security Podcast. I'm Christopher Porter, your host, and I look forward to seeing you all next time.